wake up refreshed and recharged. You look younger, you feel amazing, and you're performing at your best in whatever venture you're going. That's, that's how I want you to be. That is the life of a high performer. And it's through managing this process and actually understanding these metrics and where you're putting your energy. And then your body comes into balance and even things like weight loss, for example, or muscle gain or whatever those body composition goals are, are so much easier to achieve. You're listening to the High Performance Health Podcast, helping you optimize your health, performance, and longevity. My name is Angela Foster, and I'm a former corporate lawyer and high performance health coach. Each week, I bring you cutting edge biohacks, inspiring insights, and high performance habits to unlock optimal health, performance, and longevity. So excited that you've chosen to join me today. Now let's dive in. Hi friends, happy Friday. I am currently in Amsterdam for the Biohackers Summit, uh, which is going to be super fun. So if you are out there, please come and say hi and connect with me in person. I would absolutely love to see you. Um, In today's Bite Size episode, I'm sharing another clip from one of my recent Facebook Lives, and it's all about the invisible barrier, why you're not seeing results with your fitness and nutrition. And so I'm sharing a clip here uh, really to help you get to the bottom of why you might be finding that you're doing everything you possibly can, but you're still not seeing results. And if you'd like to listen to the full live training replay, then come over and join us in my Facebook community. It's completely free to join. I will put the link in the top link in the show notes, but you can also type in angelafoster.me forward slash HPH. That's angelafoster.me forward slash HPH. And I look forward to connecting with you in there. But for now, enjoy this clip. We've been doing lots recently. Um, The last three lives, we've gone through quite a bit. So we went through intermittent fasting and how that works with female hormone hormone health. We went through... um, we went through fitness uh, and how to optimize for women. And then last week, we went through nutrition for hormone harmony. So I feel like we've put those pieces together. Um, and then today, what I want to talk about is the invisible barrier to getting results. A few years ago, I had Dr. Libby Weaver. I don't know if you've come across her work. She's based out in New Zealand, I believe. She wrote the book, Rushing Women's Syndrome. Um, one of the best books I've read in terms of the interaction between stress and female hormone health and also female uh, weight loss Um, and in it she talks a lot about weight loss resistance and how that can happen and I think the key thing is is that if you are always rushing around if you're always stressed if you're always in doing mode you can end up with quite high cortisol and if you have high cortisol unfortunately no matter what you do even if you're trying your best with your workouts with your nutrition that high cortisol is screaming to every cell in your body to store. Um, And that's the issue. And so that can show up for you in a multitude of ways. It can show up where you feel like I'm not getting any results, or it can show up for you where you are getting results, but your results are just not where they should be. They're nowhere close to as good as you think they should be. And you're probably most likely right um, compared to the effort that you're putting in. And that can be so frustrating. And so that's really the real barrier is that if you're feeling really, really stressed all of the time, let me know if that is you. Or you might not just be, you might not be feeling stressed where you feel anxious and you're consciously worrying about things. But what you might be feeling is this concept of rush. And that is so common. And I think what's happened is, as women, the expectations that are placed on us seem really high. 
often the expectations we put on ourselves are super high. We're carrying so much around in our head, right? We're carrying everything to do. If you've got kids like me, you're carrying in your head whether they've got the right things for the school trip, whether someone said something to your child today that upset them, whether they came home, they weren't happy, whether they got placed in the right team for the right fixture or they got upset and all of these things that massively can affect them um, and their relationships. And you're the one that kind of carries that. So you're sort of taking on everybody's stress. And I don't necessarily believe that it's as simple as saying you can't pour from uh, an empty cup as much as it is that because sometimes actually I don't know about you but like when I'm giving to people like giving presentations giving to my family actually that fills me up because it's so in alignment with my values and what I do but what I do recognize is that in order for us to give we do need to give to ourselves and I think that's critical and what I've seen with so many people is that when we start to get their nervous system into balance and we bring that into harmony their hormones come into better harmony uh, and these sort of weight loss resistance issues that they can encounter begin to subside. Now, the reason that stress is such a problem and so kind of endemic um, is that when you're stressed, it can have so many factors on the way your physiology is operating. So one of the key things is stress is tightly linked and the, the hormone cortisol with your blood sugar regulation. So if you think from an ancestral perspective, when there was high stress around, there were a few things that needed to happen. First of all, uh, fertility isn't prioritized at that point um, because you're not really wanting to bring necessarily a new child into the world when stress is really, really high. And so we see cortisol go up, we see adrenaline and noradrenaline go up. And in that situation, your body, even though it may not be the case in reality at all and is very unlikely in modern day society, your body perceives that there may be some kind of threat to your survival in terms of food, in terms of energy coming in. So what it does is it tends to store fat. Now, the way that it will store more body fat is in a very specific pattern. So it tends to store more around the abdominal area. So if you feel like that's happening for you, this is also common in our 40s anyway, but it tends to thicken up around the torso. The other area that you would notice is it thickens up in the upper back. Now, this is something that some people term the back veranda. So you notice now when you're wearing a tight top that it's sort of spilling over your bra area. The reason for this is it's your body protecting you. Like, don't be cross with it. It's your body protecting you because actually in that area is where where your lungs are so your lungs are coming round the back so you're thickening up effectively in the areas that you most need protection from a threat so it's nature's way of looking out for you so you want to be first be kind to your body if this is you um, and more what we need to do is to try to address the stress um, we can't necessarily fix it, right? Modern life is inherently stressful, but what we can do is start to bring in practices that are going to help us moderate that stress and modulate it. And one of the ways that we do that in my program is through looking at heart rate variability. And this is a really important metric. So let me know in the chat, have you, first of all, have you heard of heart rate variability and how to use it? Maybe some of you've got an aura ring like me. Um, I also use the whoop strap. I use a combination of the two because I think they give slightly different results. In my program, we use an ECG grade device uh, from Finland, um, but there's so many devices you can use. You can use a Polar H10 strap. 
that you can use um, in sync with an app, for example. But let me know in the chat if you are monitoring HRV. The other thing is here, so you're tracking your HRV. Do not compare it, okay? Please don't compare it to other people because the first thing is when you see HRV and you feel like that might be lower than other people, it's very easy to start having comparisonitis with other people's HRV. It's very individual. HRV, I'm going to come on to what affects HRV in just a second. Um, and then... Um, Marlene, are you saying consistently sticking to a good diet? So the the diet um, that you stick to, I think lots of people struggle with this. And I think this is why I'm not a big fan of going overly restrictive because it makes compliance really difficult. So let's address that question first of all. When we're looking at following a nutrition plan, obviously to lose some weight, we are going to have to create a form of deficit because if we're bringing in more calories than we actually need, then we're gonna be moving into a surplus and gaining weight. So we do need to create a deficit. However, the deficit can be created in a multitude of ways and often a combination of the two works the best. So if you think about making uh, the deficit through a combination of in, in improving movement, right? So increasing overall movement throughout the day in, uh, coupled with some exercise and then reducing your calorie intake as well now if you do those two things together you're not taking a big dive or a big slice off the calories because if you do that that's when it can make it, it really tricky the other thing when i say tricky i mean tricky in terms of compliance but the other thing that can happen with it is that when you really restrict you're much more likely to have food cravings um, particularly if you're not um, adjusting your calories and getting your macros right in the right way which we'll, we'll come on to in a second. So there's a way of designing your macros that you're going to feel fuller, you're going to feel better, and you're going to feel um, less like you've got cravings. Okay, so there's, that's, that's a really important point. But I wouldn't encourage you to go on a very restrictive diet because it usually leads to this kind of bounce back where you don't have good adherence. And the thing about any goal, it doesn't matter whether it's fitness, whether it's nutrition, whether it's your goals you're trying to achieve in work or in life, adherence is the biggest thing. So actually starting small and being able to consistently do something is gonna deliver way better results over the long term. Um, and it's easy to think, oh, I've gotta get in shape for this particular thing and then go all in but then you can end up catabolizing some muscle tissue if you're too restrictive, which down-regulates your metabolism. It can down-regulate thyroid function if you're too restrictive. And then you get this bounce back where you gain more weight. So then it's like, oh my God, I didn't do that effectively. You kind of have some time off and then you go back and you do another one and you end up in this cycle. So we don't want to do that. And that's the main reason that I'm not a big fan of um, dieting. Now, in, in, our, in our program, we teach you exactly so that you can personally calculate how to see what your overall nutrition should look like and what your plate should look like in terms of how much protein should you be eating, how many vegetables and um, fruits are right for you, how many starchy carbohydrates should you be having so that you feel really full and satisfied. Um, and we look at the, what's known as the thermic effect of food. So some foods like um, protein, for example, have a higher thermic effect. So they're going to boost metabolism further. Carbohydrates actually have a higher thermic effect than fats. So they're going to boost your metabolism further. And it's a misconception that carbs get stored as fats. In actual fact, it's very difficult to turn carbohydrates into fat. What happens is if we're in a surplus or we keep spiking our insulin so that we're not 
um, effectively burning fat properly anymore, um, then the um, fat that we're eating can easily be stored. So that's kind of the mechanism that it happens. So when you really understand how to work with your physiology, we can help you to effectively avoid that. So I would definitely not recommend going on too restrictive a plan. The other thing with going on a very restrictive plan is it then leads into this adherence issue. It becomes very difficult to stick with. So that's another reason that we don't do it. But also it puts stress on your body. So we see a lot of women who end up downregulate their calories and downregulating and downregulating until they're on a very small calorie amount. And now their metabolism has adjusted that this becomes the new normal. And so anything over, they're more likely to gain weight. So what we then have to do is effectively coach up their metabolic rate to get them more in line with where they should be eating. Um, and this is basically a concept known as reverse dieting in that situation. So that you gradually bring it up so you can tolerate more calories and it starts to boost metabolism. So that's why I'm not a big fan of going too restrictive, um, definitely not for too long. The other thing that it does is it downregulates things that you don't want it to downregulate, that you then feel like you're not enjoying life as much because A, it's not much fun, but also your hair doesn't look as nice, right? So you start to find that your hair maybe is thinning or falling out or it's really excessively dry. Um, your skin doesn't look as vibrant and healthy because you're not actually nourishing it in a way. This is known as the peacock effect, right? So if you think of a peacock kind of fanning its feathers, this is when there is excess. And we can only have that peacock effect when we've got so full of nutrients effectively that now we can have that lovely kind of shiny, glossy hair, glowing skin, things like that. So it's really important. And that, and that kind of kind of bump comes back to this point of like focusing on nutrient density as opposed to calories because nutrients themselves micronutrients are often not high in calories at all so things like all of your vegetables fruit things like that some starchy carbs some beans some lentils if you can tolerate them um, and legumes it's very individual with things like lectins um, and then having that with protein healthy fats lots of omega-3s walnuts flaxseeds avocados salmon things like this this is what's going to make you kind of glow from the inside out and it gives you more flexibility so we don't want to kind of um, approach uh, we don't want to basically put our bodies under too much stress because then they react by holding much more onto um, body fat a key part in regulating that stress is going to be the way you refuel after exercise so making sure you refuel post exercise effectively communicates calm to your body and tells it that everything is okay um, that's the reason why and you can go back and watch the live that we did on the fasting training watch the replay for those of you that haven't seen it or if you want to go back and have a refresh um, is that if you put your body under too much strain particularly when we're in our premenopausal years it can lead to the body kind of holding on as well it also can lead to less adherence right because then when you come out of that fast you feel so hungry that you feel like you just want to kind of indulge in things and maybe some of the wrong things so that would be another reason um, so I would be very cautious about doing too much of that the the um, the other thing in terms of managing stress is something to think about and we'll come back to how HRV affects this is that when you're looking at your goals and values and I can see a few of you on here that are in biosyncing so you actually have this within a module um, contained um, and laid out and there's like a chart that we use um, that helps you apportion your energy because many people think about where do I allocate my time uh, and what should I be doing actually what I want you to think about is where should I be putting my energy and how is that in alignment with the goals that I'm going after and the things that I value the highest 
So for example, if you are at a point where you're looking to grow a part of your business, for example, and you're very focused on that, and your values are to um, provide a really nice lifestyle for your family and to have time with your children, then your energy is going to go into, we separate it into quadrants, your energy is going to be apportioned much more weighted into the quadrants that are business growth and our family and relationships. That's where you're going to be putting your energy more. Um, if, for example, you're somebody who is looking to meet a partner, for example, or you're looking to really, you're in a new relationship and you're looking to really grow that relationship and you want to put more energy into that, you're going to put more into the energy bucket. Now, this is something we've adapted from uh, Andy Galpin, who uses this more in a fitness context. We tend to use this more in an overall performance life coaching uh, context. And so you think about four quadrants that you have in terms of your business or personal sort of success in life, your relationships, your fitness, and then your recovery. And this is the bit that loops in with HRV. And then you've only got 10 points you can allocate here. So you've got to think about where am I going to put these and you can't kind of do it evenly and go two and a half, two and a half, two and a half. That's not how it's designed to be. So now you focus on something that's your keystone goal. And your keystone goal is going to be, uh, and in bias thinking, we show you how to find that keystone goal. And it's the thing that's most in line with your values for the moment that you're driving forward. So a lot of energy is going to go into there. And then you might have some energy going in, for example, to your relationships and things. Then you look at your fitness and the stress versus recovery that you're putting into your life. And the key thing, and this is, this is something I've borrowed from Andy Galpin that's really important, is that the amount you allocate into fitness must be reflected with half recovery. So the amount you're putting into fitness, that you're putting all that energy in, you need to put half into recovery. So what does that mean? It means that you can't just go, 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 go in my business and my goals. Go, go, go with my kids. Go, go, go with my fitness. This is the concept of rushing women's syndrome. And now there's nothing in the recovery bucket at all. Because what happens is over time, you start depleting and depleting and depleting. This then begins to affect your hormones much more. Your body kind of uh, holds on to things much more. So often weight loss can be quite difficult in that situation. It's much harder to gain things like muscle. Um, and so what, what you see is what we call a wandering baseline. And the wandering baseline is basically where no one wants to be. Because the wandering baseline is where you're kind of a little bit underslept or a little bit either underfed or overfed, a little bit undertrained where you're so busy you're not getting enough exercise or you're overtrained and you're going too far because you think you need to do more. So you weren't seeing results. So now you're like three sessions a week is not enough. I'm going five times or I'm doubling up on sessions and things like that. So now you're a little bit overtrained. So you're kind of like underslept, over or undertrained, over or underfed, overstressed. And this is basically a wandering baseline. And this situation leads to frustration and more stress because you feel like you're not achieving. I hope you enjoyed that short clip. If, as I say, if you want to listen to the full training, then head over to my Facebook community at AngelaFoster.me forward slash HPH. Can't wait to connect with you in there. And you'll also get access to weekly live trainings at midday every single Monday with me. That's midday UK time. Looking forward to seeing you in there. Take care and have a great rest of your weekend.